Kathy Zitt, Managing Editor of Solar Power World Magazine. Welcome to another edition of Solar Speaks Podcast. As we enter a smart home future, one company is looking to streamline the deployment of residential solar and energy storage systems without compromising performance or cost. So John Bonanno, Chief Commercial Officer of Empower Microsystems, is here to tell us a little bit more about his company's innovative technology in this area. And John, thank you very much for being here. Well, thanks for having me, Kathy. So maybe a good place to start would be if you could just tell me a little bit about Empower Microsystems. Empower Micro was founded five and a half years ago, and we literally are a Silicon Valley story. We were founded in the uh, garage of our CTO's house. <laughs> um, we developed the technology for the first many months, almost two years. Uh, and then we had a breakthrough and, and then had a working system. And from there, we built uh, our first prototypes and went forward from there. So we're a technology company. We deliver products that are ready for our manufacturing customers. Right now, we've, we've recently released the Genesis 8K, which is our latest solar platform for module level inversion and NEC 2017 rapid shutdown compliance. We're really seeing some results that are above our expectations, and that's exciting for ourselves, but also exciting for our customers. So I think it's really interesting. You've kind of set out as your mission statement to streamline the deployment of solar and storage. Why did you choose to work with distributed power electronics like microinverters and power optimizers? The power electronics are really the heartbeat of a, a an energy system, uh, whether you're looking at solar or whether you're looking at energy storage. The intelligence is in the power electronics and the controls and the algorithms in, in that area of, uh, of the system. So we decided to focus on that area because we think it delivers the most value. And also, if you do create an innovation in that area of a system, it can have huge butterfly effects throughout the entire uh, cost of the, for the manufacturer, the cost for the distributor, and also the cost for the installer. Um, we like to say, get everything you want for your module-level power electronics, in fact, for your inversion solution, and don't be prepared to make compromises. So you can have the lowest cost, you can have the most efficient system, you can have the most reliable architecture, and then there are additional benefits, like streamlining your inventory with only two SKUs, only two stock-keeping units to build any system from 2.4 to 11.4 kilowatts in AC rating. So we look at technology innovation not as gee whiz, we look at it as a benefit across the entire ecosystem from the procurement and manufacturing all the way down to the homeowner and long-term O&M uh, service provider. I think that's a great vision to have really through the, the whole chain. And I think you were talking about some of the benefits. I think it's interesting that you, you work to combine some of the benefits of microinverters and power optimizers because I think a lot of times mm -hmm. they're, you know, they're thought of separately. So can you talk mm -hmm. about that a little bit? Well, it, it is a very interesting technological platform. Um, it is a low-voltage series-connected alternating current architecture. It, it's never been done before. And, and we now have a multitude of years and hundreds of thousands of hours of runtime on the system. This is very mature technology at this point. How is this different from some of the other residential solar plus storage technology out there? I know that's a, a space oh. that a lot of people are interested in. So what's unique mm -hmm. about your solution? 
I mean, at this point, if you're going to do rooftop solar in the United States, you have to have a rapid shutdown compliance solution, 2017 NEC 2017 version. Right. So that leaves you basically with, with three options. You can do uh, some sort of chip solution with a string inverter. Um, Maxim would be a good example there. But unfortunately, at this point, Maxim does not have an NEC 2017 compliant product. And they also don't have monitoring. Uh, so I think there's some knocks there, but it's a low-cost solution. At least their 2014 compliance solution is a low-cost solution. The other option is a DC optimizer solution, something like a solar edge platform. Um, and we've also heard a lot about, you know, apparently Huawei is working on a, a DC optimizer platform and SunGrow is working on a DC optimizer platform. So I think that that space is going to get really busy and the competition is going to get really fierce on that side. The challenge with the DC optimizer solutions, whether it be from Huawei or SolarEdge or whomever, is that you're you're required as a distributor to stock a multitude of SKUs in order to service your customer. If a distributor looks out at the world, they say, okay, I could have a customer come in and say, hey, I've got I've got a hundred two kilowatt jobs or two and a half kilowatt jobs this month. Uh, okay, well I would have to stock a bunch of SKUs to support that person. But then my next customer could come in with a, a seven kilowatt inverter. So as all DC optimizer systems are stuck with stocking a huge amount, and in the case of SolarEdge, it's eight stock keeping units to support 2.4 kilowatts all the way to 11.5 kilowatts of AC rating. It's just a lot of money you tie up in inventory. Uh, the other one is a microinverter, so that is NEC 2014 compliant, mm-hmm. and a good example there is someone like Enphase, and Enphase has invested a lot of money into marketing the fact that they're one inverter SKU. The thing that they fail to tell their customers, but this is not lost on their distributor partners, is that there's a whole bunch of proprietary and custom fittings and, and, and additional ancillary products that are required in order to make that system work, such as their custom trunk cable and, and other accessories. So the stock keeping unit count for Enphase IQ6 platform is in fact 15 different stock keeping units in order to support system sizes from 2.4 to 11.5 kilowatts in rated power. In contrast to all options, Genesis 8K is NEC 2017 compliant right now with no additional hardware cost, no additional labor cost, and all you're required to use is a power hub, which is one product, and a power bridge, and that's it. And you can make any system from 2.4 to 11.4 kilowatts in power with that combination of two products. It's really a huge innovative breakthrough. So start thinking about what is the value of having two SKUs to build any system from 2.4 to 11.5 kilowatts? The manufacturer benefits because they're building less products, which means they can focus on quality and yield and throughput and reliability of those specific and individual and low numbers of devices they're focused on. The distributor loves it because they're having to stock less materials and because you have a 10% annual ASP decline in the inverter space per annum, having your inventory turn very quickly and not being stuck with old inventory that you couldn't move is massively advantageous. And then the small and medium-sized installer and also the big national PPOs benefit from a two-skew system because there are just less mistakes. And you can also stock at the perimeter. So the utility van that goes out to the site just stocks two SKUs. They don't have to carry seven different inverters in the back because they're doing a couple different jobs. 
it's stocking efficiency. It's, it's purely that. It's, it's all about compliance. That's what's driving module-level power electronics and, and really a standalone string inverter as of, let's call it uh, January 1st, 2019, will be obsolete in the United States for any rooftop because you're going to have to comply with the safety requirements. And we believe that Genesis 8K, again, it's performance without compromise. Very interesting perspective on some of the other solutions out there and what will happen with NEC 2017. So what is your business model? Can you talk about that a little bit? Because you're not actually making Mm -hmm. the inverters or batteries. No, we design production-ready products. So we take our products through UL. We do deal with FCC compliance. So this is a product design that our customers can take directly to new product introduction manufacturing. And they can just begin manufacturing the products. They don't have to invest in R&D. They don't have to invest in certification. They go directly to the marketplace without delay. And Genesis 8K is now ready to take that step with our customers. We have designs in solar. We have product designs in energy storage for behind-the-meter applications, similar to something like a power wall. And then we have some electric vehicle product designs as well. So we're in all three sectors, most developed in solar, but we are a technology company and that's our business model. So it's a very capital light model for a customer of ours to license our technology or buy our technology and go to market swiftly with a world-class. Are you able to share any of the companies you've worked with? You know, for example, if solar contractors are interested in your technology and they want to know what products they can purchase. Right. We're working with several potential buyers of the Genesis 8K platform right now, Um, but our previous generation of product was commercialized by Keiko New Energy, and their ultraverter platform is based on our core technology. So uh, it is a Keiko product. It's their warranty. It's their service footprint, and and, and we would encourage customers interested in trying the technology to either contact us directly and we can put you in touch with the buyers of our Genesis 8K platform, or we can put you in touch with Keiko to purchase the Gen 1 technology. Is your technology pretty much focused in the U.S. or internationally? The technology works anywhere in the world. Uh, And that is, again, another differentiator. Our technology works electrically anywhere in the world with only minor software modifications. There's no hardware modifications required. We're the only platform in the world that can make that claim, which is huge. Now, in every market, you have to have local certification for grid interactivity in that country. We have UL for Gen 1. We're preparing with our customers of Genesis 8K to work on UL as well. We've completed all the testing for that, so I expect it to go very quickly. It's a U.S. story at the moment, uh, but Australia has seen some very big numbers for module-level power electronics. And I think you're going to see a lot more in Europe Uh, in the coming years as well. Uh, France is doing a big program around rooftop solar. And whenever you start to get into a situation where you have high penetration of rooftop solar, there's always an opportunity for fire brigades to be concerned around energized solar systems on rooftops because how fire brigades fight fires is they want to vent the fire out of the roof. They want to get on the roof, 
They want to pour a bunch of water on it and they want to cut the roof open to, to vent the fire and get it out as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have a high voltage direct current system on your rooftop, which is a DC optimizer system or a string inverter system, there's a potential for arcing. And that is a very serious concern with soaking wet firefighters on rooftops with right. big saws cutting the roof apart. Our system is 2017 compliant, which is one of the most stringent rapid shutdown compliances in the world. And taking that solution internationally is, is obviously it's, it's inherent to our architecture. So basically our customers get safety compliance for free. I think those are some great points, John. Thank you so much. And I know that you posted a LinkedIn post where people can go to find more information. So I'll tag that and some of the text that I have along with this podcast. And I just want to say thank you so much for speaking with me. Thank you, Kathy. Good talking with you. This has been Solar Speaks, Solar Power World Magazine's podcast series. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 